Hi guys, you are now listening to episode 28 of the No Shame in My Name podcast. I'm your host, Juliana, and today we're joined by a special guest. Mo. Hi, man. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. I'm just going to quickly like ask you if you can introduce yourself for the listeners. Uh, hi, I'm Mo. I'm a 24-year-old theatre maker and a poet and some other titles I suppose. No, that's sweet. Thanks. Yeah, now I'm just going to kick off with the um, very first question. Yours is quite interesting because I know you're bringing two names. Yeah. So, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask you what names are you bringing to the podcast and why? Ademide Mudupe Orelua. I'm bringing it because um, I think of recently I've just started reclaiming it and and being very proud of it. Um, before I used it as kind of a, like a party trick. I'm not going to lie. Wow. So you said you used to use it as a party trick. Can you like go into details about how it was just giving away your secret? So I'm Nigerian, I'm Yoruba. And um, as far as I'm concerned, as like, my parents have told me, and from like watching my little brother being, she's naming ceremony, my niece isn't ceremony name ceremony your name by your parents your grandparents your your other grandparents your siblings your godparents um and you and then they those names go on your birth certificate so obviously some people give you names that your parents are like no that's not going to birth certificate but for me i was given six names um i only refer to myself as three of them because the rest of them are long and I don't like using them. But when I would be at parties, people would be like, what's special about you? And I would say, oh, I have six names and none of you can pronounce it. Um, and I used to just love to see the lack of like effort that people would put into saying my name when they can say Svetlana or like um, other Russian names that I can't pronounce. <laughs> yeah. What you just said reminds me of something that, what's her name? What's that show with the women in prison? Orange is New Black. Yeah, yeah. From Uzo, I've forgotten her last name, but she was like, what, when she was younger, she said to her mom, like, I want to change my name. And, she, and her mom was like, if they can call you Tchaikovsky, then they can pronounce Uzo Amaka. <laughs> yeah. That's what your story reminds me of. Do you know the story behind your name? Yeah, so my first name, my dad is like, they call my dad Prince in his village. Um, we all our names yeah. start with Ade, which is is like um, a symbol of crown, which means crown in Yoruba. I know that my name means my crown has come. And then Mudparolua is quite a sweet story because my parents thought was gonna, they were going to have a girl. So they had two boys and they were like, they were going to have a girl. They did all the scans and they were like, yeah, you're having a girl. And then I came out and I was a guy and they were like, oh, okay. And I was supposed to be named after my mom's, my dad's mom. Uh, and my dad was like, I'm still going to call I'm going to name her after my mom. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's another reason why I didn't tell the people my name, because when I moved to Nigeria, I knew it was a girl's name. So I actively hated my name. Um, but yeah, I'm named after my dad's mom. Has that ever come up? So you said you like in Nigeria, you made it a point to hide your name. It came up so much. So I went to school in I went to school. I went to two different schools in Nigeria. Um, so I went to school in Lagos because I just came from London and I had a very like posh accent. And they were like, "What's your name?" And I was like, "Medupe." And they laughed at me for a good like forty five minutes and just sat me down and taught me how to say my name. In hindsight, it was quite nice. 
the intention was nice, but like the execution was really mean because I was six and I just had a bunch of four adults just shouting at me these sounds and kind of spitting in my face, trying to pronounce better. Um, it's quite traumatizing. And then I went to school in Abuja and there was a girl there called Mudupa and everyone just made fun of me for the first like week. They were like, oh, you have a girl's name. You're girl. And I just, I was like, this is why I don't tell people my name. Can you tell me about the point at which you were like, in the same way your dad was like, forget it, like I'm calling him this. When did that kind of mentality come? Because you said you used to hide your name. So like, can you talk to me about that kind of journey? The way I got to like learn to love my name was kind of only really last year. So I went through like a, a uh, I'm going to call it a transitional process. And I was dealing with a lot of stuff like mental, mentally. And I basically mm-hmm. shut down. And it was just a really dark time. I lost a lot of family members. Um, and I just didn't like myself. I didn't like a lot of things about myself and people around me and everything. So I went through a process of rediscovery and learning to love myself. Mm-hmm. And whilst doing that, one of the most poignant things was learning to love my name and reclaiming it. That started with me saying, not telling people my first name is Mo. My first name is Adebide. And I love that name. I've always loved that name. But I haven't used it because uh, I don't, I think that name comes with such pride and like um, prestige. And I don't think I fill the shoes in which that name carries. Um, and I needed to get to that point. And I could only get to that point after I was rock bottom. And then loving the name Mudba. Um, that was another thing. Just knowing I had to like be real myself and realize that all names in Nigeria are unisex. Um, one, two, uh, I never got to meet my dad's mom. So I guess in a sense, that is a way of me being connected to her. It's a beautiful name, to be honest with you. It's me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thank God for this gift, um, which I, I'm not gonna, I'm the, I'm the blessing to my fa- my family. Um, Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and it it's it's in the sense of like going through all of that and not loving myself. Someone, my parents and my family see me as like a gift. So if they see me as a gift, I, that means I'm loved. And if someone can love me, then I should be able to love myself. So mm-hmm. using my name did help me get through, well, assisted in a way to get me through this dark time I was going through. No, what you just said, sorry, is a bar. When you said, if someone can love me, I should be able to love myself. I'm just like, songwriters, you need to jump on there. Thank you. Um, so can you just tell us the meaning of um, Ademi there? Adem Day means uh, my crown has come. Okay, sweet. And if there's, there was ever a moment, have you ever had a moment where you felt like a crown has come um, into your life? Um. So as I said, I'm a theatre maker. So I've run my own theatre company for eight years now. I wrote a show um, and I put it on last year. And the whole process was quite, quite turbulent. And it was in the process of me going, it was being rock bottom. And someone came up to me and said, oh, you, you don't understand how important this is for me because you told a story that I think 
I've never heard and it means so much to me. And for me, that carries a lot of weight because I suffer from imposter syndrome a lot. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of people around me say, oh, you're really good at this and you're really amazed at that. And I'm like, mm. I take, I find it hard to take compliments. I'm not going to lie to you. But that point in time, especially the ethos of what my theatre company is to like, to uncover mm-hmm. and to like tell the stories of other people to bridge on this, the gap of understanding in society um, and focus on why people think the way they do. I felt so honored for that. And I wouldn't say it was a crown, but I feel like there was a responsibility put bestowed on my shoulders in the manner that God has blessed me with these, this skill and this talent and I can't waste it or, um, misuse it but that's the closest i've come to it yeah you're a londoner I see. yeah i am yeah um what have been your experiences like growing up in this kind of melting do they call it a melting pot where there's so many cultures in one city but like can you just talk to me about your experiences with your name my experience is quite interesting because um i um so I grew up, so I grew up in Notting Hill and then I went to Nigeria. Being in Notting Hill, I, all my friends, I can really remember apart from like one of them was white. So when I moved to Nigeria, I was put plunged in a situation where there were a lot of black people around me and mm-hmm. they sounded different to me. And I was like, I hate this so much. One of the first conversations I had with another person outside was we were, we're in school and there was like, yeah, Obasanjo was the president. So they had a massive mm-hmm. picture of Obasanjo. And I said, who's that? And they were like, that's the president. That's our president. And I said, I don't have a president. I have a queen. You people have a president. Don't compare me and you. I swear to God, I kept that energy from six to 17. Like it didn't waver. I was very much like, listen, I need to go back to England. I need to go back to my people. I can't, I can't do this. I can't do because I just felt like an outsider. So when I came back to England, I didn't even go to, I didn't come back to London. I went to sixth form in Long Eaton. So my experience is like London, like I say I'm from London, but I actually mm. knew nothing. Like my understanding of being black in London is zilch because of where like I live and the people I've been around, um, I was actually talk- I actually went to a, like a talk about this the other day where it's hard. It was hard for me. I'm not saying my brothers where I well I speak for myself where I didn't feel I don't I don't definitely don't fit in like the white white society and I would go around black people and I wasn't black enough. So I was very much in the in between. So the melting pot was very much around me and I was there like just watching. That's how I could explain it. Like there's a melting pot and I'm melting pot and I'm just stirring when, when I feel like it's my turn, if you get what I mean. Um, which is hard to explain, but yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, but again, this is why I make the work I make because I want to bridge a gap of understanding and focus on why people think the way they do rather than focus on what exactly they do. Your, your like name, or I guess just the things you've been sharing, like they seem to be so um, ingrained with the work that you do. So I'm just quite intrigued, like as a theatre maker and a playwright, what name do you go by? Like what name do people know you as? Um, Mo Corridor Shawley. 
Omokoride. Yeah. And is that one of your other names, or is that? Yeah, of- that's one of my other names. Koride is one of my names. I'm so intrigued by your like the comparisons between your experience in Nigeria and then moving back to um, London. But some people in the past they've spoken about like going to Nigeria and having people that can't pronounce their names. I'm interested, like, did you ever have that problem? No, because everyone taught me how to pronounce my name. Like, I feel like every time I told people my name, people, like, correct me. Whether you're Yoruba, Hausa, Igbo, everyone everyone was correcting me how to pronounce my name. And I, after a while, I was just like, cool, my name's Mo. I was young, naive, and I didn't know better. Um, and I appreciate, in hindsight, I appreciate the time that people put in trying to, like, associate me and accustom me to my culture. Because... No, uh, it goes back and forth. Like, I don't regret a lot of things and the my behavior in in to people when I was in Nigeria, but I regret my closed-mindedness to want to, like, realizing who I was, if you get what I mean. Do you think your name is the gateway to... Would you say say that it's opened the door for you embracing that uh, Nigerian? It was the first thing I um. So when I got six on, even when I was in denial, I think when I got six on, I was very much like I'm proud to be Nigerian because I was removed from Nigeria and I didn't really. It's like absence makes your heart grow fonder. Um. So when I was out of it, I was like. I was like, oh, it's October first. It's National Day. I like. I was got really proud about that and. I would, I was never the kind of person to seek out Nigerian people around me, but if I did, it was it was like nice, if you get what I mean. I remember the first day in sixth form, my my teach or my graduation, that was the funniest one actually. I'll say my graduation, where um my undergrad graduation, they were saying my name as I go up, and the person said, I denied mo and I was like, bro, don't hurt yourself. I'll just go along. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool. Don't, don't hurt yourself. And he came up to me and he was like, oh, I'm really sorry. You messed up your name. What's your name? And it was the first time in a really long time that I, with all my chest, I said my name with such pride. So from first year to that graduation, I, I think it was stepping stones into like, I love saying my name. Um, obviously, I knew that it was hard for other people to say. Like when I see some of my friends who meet some of my friends that could say my name, out, it warm my heart because you put efforts in. Mm. Um, but yeah. That, that moment where you were like so proud to say your name must have been amazing. Yeah, my dad smiled a lot because my dad thinks I uh, like it reminds me that like I'm not white, I'm not British, I'm Nigerian all the time. Um I think out of all my brothers, I'm I was the least accustomed, I was least accepting of a lot of like the customs Nigeria. I was very much like that's cute. I want to ask you, um, wait, what was I going to ask? When you, like, consider, like, having your own family, et cetera. Yeah. Would you, I mean, having been, I guess, were you born in England? Yeah, I was. Yeah, so having that experience of being born in London or England and then, like, having most or some of your life, a large majority of your life in Nigeria. Yeah. Will you make a point to give them Yoruba names? Yeah, most definitely. Like, that's not even, like... It's not even like a second thought. Like my girlfriend's Congolese and um, we have this conversation all the time where I, I'm very open. So I, I'm very excited. Well, first of all, I'm excited, just excited to like the concept of like marriage and like, um, and like kids. 
in the future. Um, and I'm, I've already named, in my head, I've already named my children, like the names I'm going to give. So I'm always like, yo, what names are you going to give? Because I want your culture and my culture to mix because that's what, you know, offsprings are. But yeah, so I'm very excited about that. Wow, that's day. I've never thought of, I think I was sharing with someone that I've never thought of guys thinking like, I know for girls, we always think that, uh, when I have a boy, I'm going to name him this. And when I have a girl, I'm going to name her that. But I've never thought of guys thinking like, yeah, like, these are the names. <laughs> these no, are the names. I've, I've been thinking about this for time. I planned my wedding. That's how far ahead I've thought of it. congratulations in advance thank you thank you thank you do you think your experiences will be different if you had a um like a british name like a i do have a british name oh do you like but if that was your first name how different do you feel your experiences would be or do you think it would just be like pretty much the same I don't, I actually don't know, but I think maybe if I was, because my English Christian name, English name is Henry, which I don't feel like a Henry, but if I was, if I was given that name, I think I would want, I would crave to use my Nigerian name or at least one of them more. Maybe I wouldn't use Mudperolua as often or Mo, but I would probably use Ademide more. I think that Mm -hmm. would be the situation. Do you think people can look like their names? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've, I've met some people that are like, the best example, I have a friend called Webby. That's okay. not his legal name, but he's going to change his name to Webby. Um, his name is Daniel. Um, he doesn't look like a Daniel. And I think he got to like uni and someone called him Webby. And everyone's like, yeah, you look like Webby. So he changed his name to Webby. He does not look like a, a Daniel. He's very far from a Daniel. But I don't know what a Daniel looks like, but he just isn't a Daniel, if you go know what I mean. Um. <laughs> Do you think when parents name their kids, yeah, so yeah, this is just an intriguing converse. Do you think when parents name their kids, the name immediately fits them or because people are calling them that, they become the, the name? Do you get what I mean? Like, I think, I like to believe that the spirit moves you to like name your child. Like spirit will move you to name your child. Like it's like, imagine like someone called Tiny and he's a big dude. Like it's, it, that's comical. But if your name is, I don't know, Dandelion, I'm just using that. And you're like Dench, like that doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. If you have deep voice, your name is Dandelion. Like you would, it, those, those things don't, don't, don't go together that's why i believe in second names third names fourth names. so you like you have options at least have options <laughs> <laughs> so i have a name for for if i have a daughter right and if it be if it is the case which will break my heart that she does not fit this name there are other names that she'll be named so she can pick that one like it's all right in my heart i'll know that her name is still this I'll be fulfilled, but, you know. Do you think names are more, I'm just reading off the questions, do you think names are more about the meaning or is it more just about how it sounds? I I say it, it's, it works both ways in the manner like, I, so I went to Lagos it, last year um, to perform and I was talking to this guy who was at the festival and he was like, oh, we were talking about names and stuff like that and 
he said, I said an English name and he said, what does that mean? And I said, pardon me. I, was, I think it was named Ashley. And he was like, what does that mean? I was like, oh no, Ashley is just Ashley. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, you know that like names like that don't have meanings. They're just names because it sounds nice. And he was like, are you serious? And it made me laugh because I was like, it made me think how like the Western world thinks like African names are all like just num- numbers and like not numbers, so- letters and sounds mass together and has no like reasoning to it. Whilst mm. the word Ashley means nothing. It just sounds like a nice name if you get what I mean. So technically there's more thought put into like African names, but also like I don't know, the name Ashley is kind of nice, like depending on the person, if you get what I mean. So I think it works both ways. I think you just weigh it out. Um, I think there's a lot of um, importance in giving your children names with meanings. Um, I, I maybe I'm a little bit suspicious, um, superstitious, and I believe that you should um, that giving names to your kids does put um, like a blessing upon them. But yeah, that's just me. I would actually argue that name some names like the Ashley name might have a meaning, but I would say that in the West, there's less emphasis on kind of meaning in the same way that in on the continent when like when people name their kids it's like a ceremony like yeah. I guess it's different expressions of it though because people ain't people won't be talking about like yeah my name is I don't know Ashley and it means this kind of thing but but, but it like goes down to like because my brother just had well even just was like five months ago had a, a daughter or his wife had mm-hmm. a daughter and we were when we were looking at names for her before she was born um, he was looking at Native American names. And if you look okay. at Native American names, there's there's so much beauty in like the thought you put into it and the meanings of them. It relates to what you were saying. It's like you find like common, like you would think um, English names or like Western names, but it's Native. I'm not saying they're Native American names, but Native Americans have used those and given them meaning. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree what you're saying. Like they are, they may do have meanings, but I think in the context in which some people name their kids, they're just like, ah, oh, that sounds nice. And some people are like, I want to name my child this because it, it means this and I want to show how beautiful, I want my child to be as beautiful as their name, if you get what I mean. Yeah, no, I hear that. Um, I, yeah, sorry, this conversation is going really well. I'm, there's just so much to it, but I think it's because we bought two names. So yeah, yeah there's, context for that but when you write for your shows and for your art do you how hard do you think about the the naming of your characters um that's a very good question um i don't uh hmm, let me think about it um so i can only have two examples where i know there was reason behind it so in um so i did my first ever play i wrote which I've watched recently, which when you look back at your work, you realize was, I realized was absolutely horrible. It was, um, it was a show about like Hitler, Mussolini and Stalin in a mm-hmm. dystopian world where they were stepbrothers. And it's a show about how greed isn't something you're born with, but you're taught to be greedy. And I named the characters Joe, so Joseph Stalin, and Ben, Benito Mussolini, and Adam or Alex for Adolf Hitler. So in that sense, it makes sense why their names are that. And in my new show, I'm going to sweetly plug myself, the plug right now. That um, is coming out in December called Asso. Um, it's, uh, 
is um, the names of the kids because it's about um, the concept of the conceptual question of how what, how African makes you African enough. And they have Nigerian names. Um, I did randomly pick two names, um, but I picked them in the sense that there's one kid called Tokumbo and I wanted his name to be that so you could show it out to make it more like abbreviated. So his name's TK. It mm. sounds, it's TK, so like white people can call him my TK. So it's easy for him to say. I found it, I'm because he's like, he was born in England and he wasn't like very accustomed to Nigerian culture. And there's a girl called, she has a very long name. Her name is Oluwatimile Olamide Dokas Boluatife Ajayi. That's her name. She says all of that in, in a sentence. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, that's not what name though, is it? That's four or no, five different no, yeah, names. But every time she says her name, she says all her names. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and I named her that because I I guess in a way that all my writing in the tiniest setting like reflects who I am. So it was I came on that because I wanted to be a character who is very proud of her names and the, the the heritage in which she comes from but also i also it's a comedy so i needed to put like one f- i needed to make it funny so if you someone names and says her name and says all five names then it's funny with my mm-hmm. other shows i just r- randomly pick names out of the hat like oh that sounds like cool that sounds good that sounds good um but it depends i think my new work i am very particular with the names and the character and like the the, the backstory of every character I make because it's no longer abstract and it's very narrowed down on the character. And I, I create a world around this character because, um, again, you I'm creating work that dives into why a person does things, I think, the way they do, rather than just having a character, if you get I me. Mean. Just off the top, off the back of you describing that second character, um, yeah. can you talk to me about how you would... Um, say your first the two names that you brought to this podcast like yeah. if you're using yourself like how would you in the same vibe that she might say her full name how would you say your your yeah your names yeah I would be like my name is actually I'll say my name is Ademde Mudbarolua Kurude Moale Henry Shore wow their child of Adewale, Adegori, Shole, son oh, of uh, Uluwa Musumola, Olatukumbo, Shole. Brother of... <laughs> <laughs> One of my final questions is, yeah, what do you want the next generation to know about names? What kind of legacy do you want to leave with your, name, your own name? I would say the most unique thing about a person is their name. Even if your name is John Smith, you are the only John Smith that is who you are. But you're not John Smith. You are a Kelechi or a Benga or an Adimde. Um, and you should say the same vim that you you you, you used to spit um, Wiley or Stormzy or or you, you're streaking, you're streaking out Whitney Houston, whatever music you listen to, that's the same, same thing you should talk about your name because that is your pride. That is your head top. That is the only, you have, my dad used to always say to us when we were little, whenever we went to Disneyland one time 
and we went on those like uh, not quad bikes, like those those carts that are like bicycles. And every time we went on them, he said, "Remember who you are. Don't saw your family name. Remember, wherever you go, right? That's your name. Whatever whatever you do, it's your name they put it on. So mm-hmm. what do you want? What do you want to be put? Think about it. Your name. Your name is like a punch card. What do you want people to punch onto it?" Can you just write that down? <laughs> no, no, no. I just came up with it. I was quite proud of myself. I'm actually going to write it down. That's mad. Now that's sick. That's sick. And actually, I'm trying to do this thing with the interviews um, where I get, try and encourage some interactivity between the guests somehow. Yeah. So I want to ask you if you've got any question for me to ask the next guest. What do yeah. you dislike most about your name? I say this only because, well, what did you or have you or do you dislike most about your name? I only say this because obviously I had something to dislike about my name because it's a girl's name. So it's a very interesting question. That is a very, very interesting question. And that's it, Mary. That's the end of the interview. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so sick to hear like your stories. And yeah, I want to hear more about your show. Like, talk to me about the shows you've got coming up and where the people can find you, follow you. Yeah, um, so I have a our new show, um, Asso, is coming out on the 13th to the 15th of December at the Bread and Roses Theatre, um, which is in Clapham. Um, you can find us on Imagifora Studios. That's I-M-A-G-I-P-H-O-R-I-A Studios on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, if you still use that. And you can find me on Instagram, on Mokorode, uh, in which I also um, run Fire Assembly, which is an online platform for artists to display their work. And we're currently doing like a, a live stream concert that we're trying to find talent for, which so if you want to watch or you want to be in it, hit us up. Um, that's Fire Assembly on Instagram also. Um, yeah. listening to the No Shame In My Name podcast. Until the next time, bye. to like share and follow our content we're on instagram at no shame in my name pods